Coming up on Studios America, Glenn Beck is back in studio with the latest on Joe Biden's inexcusable failures at the border. Nancy Pelosi is getting it from all sides. Will she be able to weather the storm or does she just suck? And do you wake up every morning expecting to find yourself in a padded room wearing a straitjacket? Hate to break it to you, but we are far from the worst of it. So let's do America's spiraling insanity. Stu does America. Uh, Forget about what you think of vaccines personally for a little bit. Uh, I just want to at least address the spiraling insanity going on in this country. We keep telling, we keep being told that we're just in this like weird, terrible cataclysm. No one will get vaccinated. What a terrible place we are in because people just won't listen. So is the vaccination effort really going all that badly um, that we need this sort of constant state of panic? Uh, I would argue no. Here's what this here's what the situation looks like right now. Right now, at least one dose here in the United States, which gives you a pretty good amount of immunity. About 64.4 percent of all Americans are vaccinated. 75 percent over 12, 77 percent over 18 uh, and uh, of elderly people, 93 How does that react? How does that like sort of uh, make you react? Does that make you react with uh, an idea of panic? Are you freaking out about that? What did you think was going to happen in the United States of America? You think everybody's just going to line up on day one? How does this compare to our historic efforts? Let's say on polio. By 1961, six years after its license, only 54% of the U.S. population had received the polio vaccine. That's how fast this is going. But I want to go back to that first chart and just have you highlight the 65 plus number for a second. It's 93.6%. Remember that number. 93.6% of the elderly, the most vulnerable to COVID-19. How about the standard set of childhood vaccinations in this country? This is from Jim Garrity's Morning Jolt. For comparison, in 2019, only 92.6% of American children two years and older have been vaccinated against polio. Now, in 2021 or 2019, I guess these numbers are from. And the percentages were about the same for other major vaccinations. 90.8% for the measles, mumps and rubella. 90.6% for good old hepatitis B. And 90.2% for chickenpox. Do we sound that vaccine hesitant? Again, what did you think was going to happen in the United States of America, a a society supposedly built on freedom. Now, if this vaccination rate is as important as they keep telling us it is, what exactly are we doing on the border? Remember, we're at 75% of those eligible in this country for the vaccine that have had it. 64% if you count children who are not eligible. What about all of those countries to our south? How do they measure up? Oh, let's look. We are at 64%. Ecuador, 62%. Colombia, 51%. Mexico, 49%. Belize, 47%. Honduras, 32%. Guatemala, 24%. And Nicaragua, 7.9%. And just for fun... See if you could detect the slight, tiny, little, itty-bitty difference between the United States vaccination rate and the one in Haiti. Remember, we're at 64%, and Haiti is just a bit behind us at zero. Ah, yes, 0.37% vaccination rate in Haiti. But by all means, let's complain about NBA players and fire our healthcare workers 
while importing 10,000 Haitians, because that makes a lot of sense. So is there really any reason to panic? Today, YouTube announced a new policy, or maybe an expansion of an old policy. Let me give you an extended quote. Our community guidelines already prohibit certain types of medical information, misinformation. We've long removed content that promotes harmful remedies, such as saying drinking turpentine can cure diseases. And that's when my turpentine business totally blew up, by the way. Still pissed off about that. Uh, at the onset of COVID-19, we built on these policies when the pandemic hit and worked with experts to develop 10 new policies around COVID-19 and medical misinformation. Since last year, we've removed over 130,000 videos for violating our COVID-19 vaccine policies. And when, if you ever think that they're worried or embarrassed about this, they give you the pumped up number, 130,000 videos for a reason. They're bragging about it. The quote continues, we've steadily seen false claims about coronavirus vaccines spill over into misinformation about vaccines in general. And we're now at a point where it's more important than ever to expand the work we started with COVID-19 to other vaccines. Specifically, content that falsely alleges that approved vaccines are dangerous and cause chronic health effects that claims that vaccines do not reduce transmission or contraction of disease or contains misinformation on the substances contained in vaccines will be removed. This would include content that falsely says that approved vaccines cause autism, cancer or infertility, or that substances in vaccines can track those who receive them. Our policies not only cover specific routine immunizations like for measles or hepatitis B, but also apply to general statements about vaccines. That's a mouthful there. That's a lot, a lot of banning going on over at YouTube. Look, I'm incredibly anti-vaccine mandate, but I'm basically America's single most pro-vaccine person, at least this side of Donald Trump. But do we not see a problem here? We often talk about the three vaccines approved for use here in the U.S. with COVID, which are, in my view, safe and effective. Yeah, I think they are. But there are currently 37 COVID vaccines at phase three testing or further. 37 of them. There's a lot to come. I don't agree with a lot of the criticisms of the vaccines here in America. But is there reason to wonder about how effective the Chinese vaccines are right now? Yeah, I think there really is. There's reason to do that. And, there might, you know, they might be better than nothing, I guess, for poor countries, but they don't seem to be nearly as good as ours or AstraZeneca. I think the vaccines work pretty darn well, but what happens if one of them don't? What if these vaccines not on the market yet really suck in some big way? We're not allowed to say anything about it? YouTube is also banning some high-profile anti-vaccine pages like RFK Jr.'s. Now, look, RFK Jr. is certifiably insane. Up until like two weeks ago, every other conservative agreed with that. If you remember, looking back, when Andrew Cuomo wanted to ban fracking in New York, what scientific mind did he go to for guidance? That, yeah, yeah, there he is, RFK Jr. I don't remember a lot of anti-science talk about RFK Jr. back then. <laughs> well, he was getting rid of fracking. But do I want him banned for that? Not really, no. Not at all. I want him banned at all. LeBron James is out there. He's talking about vaccines. Do I want him banned? Yes, I do, actually, but for totally different reasons. Here's what he was saying about uh, vaccines in the NBA. Have you been vaccinated, and do you feel compelled to send a message to the rest of the country about the importance of vaccinations? Um, I think when it comes down, for me, I can speak about myself. Um, I think everyone has their own choice um, to do what they feel is right for themselves and their family and things of that nature. Um, I know 
um, that I was very skeptical uh, about it all. Um, but after doing my research and things of that nature, I felt like it was best suited for not only me, but for my family and my, for my friends. And, uh, you know, and that's why I decided to do it. So, but as far as I, I don't, you guys should know me. Anything that I talk about, I don't talk about other people and, and what they should do. Wait, um, I speak for me um, and for my family. And, uh, you know, that's what it's about. So you got that LeBron is skepticism of vac- vaccines. But first of all, he talks about other people's business all the time. I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's even thinking about there. Uh, but I'm a little upset that we played a, a, a clip of LeBron James where he looks sane. I, I don't know who's approving these things on this program. I guess even a broken clock is right twice a day. I'm not sure we need to spend national time on television pointing out that he was right on that particular case. But whatever, you know, I mean, I could take I guess I could take 13 seconds of pro LeBron material in the entire run of the show. The bottom line is the NBA is now facing its own vaccine problems. New York and San Francisco have laws that bar unvaccinated people from attending indoor events. That means someone like Kyrie Irving the third best player on the Brooklyn Nets, can't play in any of his 41 home games. And if that holds, he will forfeit his salary for those games, and the salary is large. Now, I have some sympathy here for the anti-vaccine world. I mean, wait, we only get we get RFK Jr. and Kyrie Irving, the guy who literally thinks the world is flat, he's with us? No wonder they love Jenny McCarthy so much. I mean, she's beloved by the community. At least she's pretty. But the 90 percent in the NBA that are vaccinated is not something to shake. That's beyond what you shake a stick at. 90 percent is vaccinated. This is not a story that a couple of people decided not to be. They are vaccinated beyond a number that Anthony Fauci himself gave for herd immunity. Can we not have any disagreement in this world? Any dissent? You can't play basketball games with 30 vaccinated players and one unvaccinated player. Where is the science behind that? We're banning people from YouTube. We're firing people from hospitals. We're taking the salary of flat earthers. We have so many problems going on. Trying to destroy the lives of people who make a different decision than you, especially when in most circumstances, you... If you're freaked out, you can just wear an N95 mask and yourself if you're so worried. I mean, you could do that. This is nuts. Our country is spiraling out of control with this stuff. We better figure out a way to stop it before it's too late. So you're trying to buy or sell a home? If you're doing it in these times, it can be challenging. That's why you need a real estate agent who's going to come in and take charge of the situation. Your house is your most important investment. It really is. I mean, this is the United States. Basically, we sit back and say, well, we'll put our money in a house and it'll sit there until we retire. Uh, That's kind of our retirement plan here in the United States. Uh, We better get it right. If you're buying or selling, you better make sure you're getting the whole situation right. You need someone you can trust. Glenn, a long time ago, started the company realestateagentsitrust.com. Why did he do it? He was having his own issues with real estate agents. He was trying to find the best one for him, and he couldn't figure out how to do it. There didn't seem to be any mechanism to get to the top of that list. You just kind of picked who you knew. Well, we can do better than that. This is America. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go. You can get more information there to get the best real estate agent in your area. Whether you're buying or selling a home, get the best price. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Realestateagentsitrust.com.
I'm joined once again by Glenn Beck. His newest special is coming up next at 9 p.m. Eastern, right after a brand new episode of the show you're watching. Tonight, it's Biden's border crisis, the threat, the threat to America. Hall of Fame broadcaster Glenn Beck is with us. Glenn, how are you? Mm -hmm. Are you just going to read? I said I was going to be on the show. I didn't say I was going to be happy about it. <laughs> well, with that incredibly positive. It's extra for me to be interesting. Oh, wow. Must be a lot extra. More than they're paying you now, I guess, huh? A lot more for this. <laughs> so you have a border uh, special coming up tonight. Oh. What the hell is going on on the border right now? Your guess is as good as mine. Um, I can't uh, I can't find reason to assign incompetence or um, assign. Uh, well, they're just going about things in a different way. Mm -hmm. No, no, this is this is the intentional destruction of our border, of our sovereignty. Uh, I mean, when Barack Obama says you have an open border policy and it has to stop, you got an issue. Yeah, a little bit. So how much of this, because I think there's a, there's an ideological acceptance to what's happening. Like mm -hmm. They want people to come across this border. Mm -hmm. I don't know that they want the PR hassles of the way it's happening right now, though. I don't so, think they care. You don't think they care? No, I don't think so. I don't think they care. I, I really don't think. Um, I mean, I think he could be down in, you know, approval rating of 10 and they wouldn't care. He's just going to keep pushing through. This is fascinating, though, because this is the exact opposite of what we were sold. Oh, yeah. yeah I know. If you look at Joe Biden's history, mm -hmm. some would say he's actually a moderate. Now, he's, no, he's not, not a moderate. No, he's not. However, what he seemed to be was a guy who would float around whatever the middle of the Democratic Party was at that time. Like in the 90s, he was like, I'm going to pass a crime bill. No, he's he's been convinced that he is going to be the guy that will fundamentally transform America. Um, and he is. He is. We will be a different nation from here on out after his first four years. We will. Um, and I think he has been convinced that in the long run, He'll be remembered fondly and he doesn't care what people say. But damn now. the consequences. Damn the consequences. Because this is the, his activity on the border reminds me very closely as to his activity in Afghanistan, where like he decided like ideologically. Yes, he wanted troops out of Afghanistan. Yes, he wants a more open border. Right. Mm hmm. But like usually what happens when you want those things and then something goes wrong on the ground, you adjust, you move, you don't just press on. You're not Mao. You know what I mean? You don't just press through, you know, tens of millions of people dying. Right. Unless you're trying to collapse the system so it can be reset into something else. Mm. Think of what Barack Obama said yesterday on ABC. He didn't just say it was an open border policy that needs to be stopped. He said it's an open border policy that has to be stopped. And we've been having problems for a long time. And the whole system needs to be changed. Uh, right. So is that <laughs> really what they're doing here? I think so. Do they? I mean, Stu, look at look at what we talked about on banking today on, yeah. on the radio show. What is that? That is putting that is positively going to put your local bank out of business. We're talking about a new thing that the mm -hmm. the president said he wants uh, uh, he wants tabs kept on people that 
put $600 or move $600 out of their account, their banking account, that'll every transaction will be monitored by the federal government now. Absolutely against the Fourth Amendment. But that will put the small bank out of business, which will only make the big banks bigger and too big to fail. Instead of shoring up diversity and making sure that the banking system has a lot of different stops to it, they're putting all of their eggs into the Fed. And they know that. They know that. They know exactly what they're doing. And they're taking away anybody that can can stop them on the new reset. So explain to me why Joe Biden is this the guy that that should be doing this in their mind. Because if you think about Biden for a second, you have a guy who, yes, he is a liberal. Yes, he's believed these things. But he was supposed to be the pragmatic option, right? The guy who's going to bring normalcy back. And over and over again, he seems to be a supremely ideological guy. Here's a guy who got into the White House, I think, by ignoring crazy left-wing Twitter and... All and pushing act. back against it, all, all an act. act. All an act. All an act. I mean, everything he said was an act. He's not doing any of that. He's not bringing us back. He's not bringing us back together. He's not a uniter. Um, mm-hmm. All of the things that he said he would do, he's not doing. I think people misunderstand the intoxicating uh, power of you are going to be remembered as the man who fixed America, healed the planet, changed us fundamentally, and got us ready for the next century. You will forever be in the category of George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, FDR. Uh, But, But Glenn, Barack Obama has a profile that would indicate to me he would do those types of things. He was a community organizer. He was hanging out with communist professors. Is that it? I, think, I really believe I, I that, think that is might be part his of it. son that he's his son that he actually believed in and actually had some integrity, I guess, died. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't have a son to carry on the Biden name. His other son is a complete and total screw up. Yeah. You want to be remembered as the guy who lost election after election after election with a son that was a screw up. Or do you want and your family embezzled and committed treason against the United States with China and other places? No, no. Barack Obama had 60 senators, not 50, 60. He could pass these things without all the tricks that they're trying to do now. And yes, he passed some. That's what Obama said in his book was the problem. Mm. He learned pass it all in the first two years you won't have a chance to do it pass it all in the first two years think of the mm. price that we're going to pay two years down the road i said today you'll see five dollar six dollar maybe even ten dollar gasoline before this president is out of office okay think of the price think of the eight percent inflation i think that's a dream come true compared to what it's going to be eight percent inflation Consider what happens when we have terrorist strikes because of the border and Afghanistan. Do you realize the price we're going to pay? They have to have all of this stuff passed. They have to control it. They have to have it passed so they'll never lose an election again. They have to have it. 
That's why all of the voting stuff is in this reconciliation bill. Mm, it does seem like a lot of that. And you, you went over some of that uh, earlier. Um, haven't we taught them some of these lessons, though? If you think of the lessons that even conservatives have taught. Yeah, we fought you on Obamacare, but now it's through and we're done. We're done fighting on that because you won and now it exists forever. Um, We tend to do these types of things. Our our voters, right wing voters do this, too. They start loving these programs. Look, test the popularity of the LBJ programs with Republicans. Eighty and ninety percent approval. I mean, we we have a very short attention span when it comes to pushing back against free stuff. And I'm, they know that I'm currently working on a, a piece with a uh, with a very powerful member of uh, the House or Senate. And um, uh, and hopefully we're going to be uh, introducing it real soon. And it is a uh, a restatement of our principles and any Republican that won't stand on it because it is truly only the restatement of the Bill of Rights. That's it. And if you won't sign up on it, there's a problem. And uh, it is, there are a lot of things that we can disagree on, but we will never stop fighting on these things. And anything that frays these points from the Bill of Rights, we will stand against and we will stand against hard. It is time to know what we stand for, because as we're looking over here and saying, yeah, but what are they doing on the vaccine? The vaccine is not the issue. It's the fraying of your individual right. Mm -hmm. You must concentrate on the rights. And I'm sorry, no matter how good it seems, if it if it frays or infringes on any of those rights, it cannot be done. And it is time to separate the men from the boys. And if the the Republicans won't do it, fine, fine. Let's find a group of Americans that will. And I don't care what party they're in. If no party, even the better. On the border, am I wrong to be concerned here? I we've we've gone through a lot of these news cycles, right? We have a situation where photos of a guy of, 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 of a border patrol member on a horse where they were promoted as whipping Haitian immigrants. Not true. Not true. We know now that, you know, the, they were reins. They that's how they navigate. They move the, the horse. photographer the said fo- that didn't happen. Thank you. The photographer came out and said, that's not what happened. None of that happened. Mm-hmm. We didn't even see them make contact with this at any point. There's no photo that mm-hmm. shows that yet. After several days of this news cycle and all of these things coming out, all of this being debunked, both the vice president of the United States and the president of the United States both came out, said it was horrific. They can't believe how this would happen. This is just like slavery. And people will pay. Those people people will pay. pay. But, Glenn, the the truth is already out on this. It's already been debunked. Doesn't matter. And they're ignoring it and pushing through it anyway. That's scary. It's terrifying. It's why Tulsi Gabbard, Tulsi Gabbard called who she calls a friend, Joe Biden. She called him an autocrat. Mm. Okay, that's one step down from dictator. You know, Um, uh, you don't call your friends that 
You don't call when, when you have a, a a guy who is just doing whatever he feels is right. And there is no there's nothing to tie him, nothing to tie him. You're in big trouble. They don't fear the public. They don't fear the law. They don't fear the election. They don't fear God. So what can't they do, Stu? It's true. And, you know, and, and we got to this earlier. I do really think you're onto something with just Joe Biden being old. He's at that point in his life where I'm just all I have is my legacy. I have no fear for what's coming next. I have no fear for what what's going to happen to my party in the future. We get this stuff locked in. We, I've done my job. Yeah. And as you get older, you realize that the only thing that matters really are your children. That's that's your legacy. That's the only thing that lives on beyond you. Everybody else is put into a grave. You know, Calvin Coolidge, great guy. He's in a grave. Nobody really talks about him, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and you, uh, 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 I think a bad, uh, a man who has been unbalanced on this uh, will look to create something. And this is, I can guarantee you, this is how it was sold to him. You will be greater than FDR. That is, uh, that's terrifying. And I don't, I don't know what the limiting principle of this time is. I, I don't know. They don't seem no to limits. care about the Constitution. Yeah, there are they no don't. limits. That's what everyone should be terrified of. When they become the police, who do you call? Nobody. You're screwed when they become the police. And they are now the police, the media, the government, the army, uh, social media, the banking system. Where, what, do you, what lever do you have? Hmm. Well, on that note, Glenn Beck's the new special <laughs> is the border cri- Biden's border crisis, a threat to America. Uh, it's coming up at 9 p.m. Eastern. You have this little tiny slice of the media left at places like The Blaze and The yeah. Daily Wire and some others. There's not many places like this. This is one of the reasons why we come to you all the time and ask you to subscribe uh, to blazetv.com. We had the whole situation today where they're banning a bunch of will, thousands of videos again off of YouTube. I don't know how long this stuff stays uh, up. I will tell you, we are working on an episode on COVID. And um, uh, uh, somebody was in our documents live uh, looking at things. I heard a little bit about yeah. this. Uh, we're being monitored. We are absolutely being monitored. We are absolutely being looked at on what we're going to talk about. Uh, they are afraid of freedom of speech and the freedom of the press. We are not afraid of them. For any agencies out there, if you want a preview of the show, Glenn's on every Wednesday. So yeah. you could just watch just the show and get the preview right. then. You don't need to break into our documents. Uh, blazetv.com slash do some really scary stuff going on. Promo code is uh, Stu to watch this special. Uh, we, uh, we appreciate it, Glenn. And uh, thank you. Uh, keep fighting, man. This is this is a scary time. Well, I'm I wish I could say I was happy to be on your show. But uh, well, thanks for feigning interest. Hmm. Hmm. There's one way I can get Glenn Beck interested in something. Nope. Chocolate.
Wait a minute. <laughs> Bill Barr is here to save the day for so many across America. Why? Because people want to eat candy bars. They don't want to eat terrible protein bars. They want to eat something that's absolutely delicious. That's why there's flavors like coconut, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, cookies and cream. There's a, a we got a box of uh, cookie dough. It was uh, it's incredible what they do with Bill Bars because it's not just a delicious tasting candy bar. We're talking about 18 grams of protein, 180 calories or less, four to five grams of sugar, four to five uh, gram, uh, net carbs. And, you know, you wouldn't know that by tasting them. So you get the healthiness sort of profile of a protein bar and the deliciousness of a candy bar. Stu15 is the code to save 15% off your first order. Stu15 for 15% off at Built.com. Don't miss out on these things. Built.com, 15% off with Stu15. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, when you would be on Facebook and you would follow a Facebook page because you wanted to see that content, you would see the content. That's all changed now. Now there's all sorts of algorithms and stuff that blocks you from seeing the content you want to follow. If you're on Facebook, you have to come up with a super secret path to get around those algorithms. So if you go to Facebook, go ahead and click the follow button or hold it down if you're on your phone. There's that little top secret menu that'll pop up and will let you mark the page, our page, as one of your favorite pages, and you will start seeing the content a lot more often. It's a little bit of an annoying extra step, but if you take it, you'll actually see our stuff. And if you drop some comments below after you've done that, we'll read some of our favorites on the air. Lydia's talking about the Biden administration on Facebook. Uh, even when it comes straight from the horse's mouth, too many people will look the other way, unfortunately. What a disaster. I don't think we can afford three more years of this. I don't know if we can afford three more months of this, honestly, this way. I'm getting tired. People are like, oh, that Trump administration's chaotic. What is this? Whew. Uh, Sargon of Cincinnati writes, resident Biden always thinks mistakenly he is the smartest one in the room. I've seen this since his first run for president in 1988. Look at his bluster, the lies. He's, he's made that derailed his candidacy back then. It's true. Uh, he's, uh, he's been a catastrophe since day one. And he always thinks he's the smartest person and is always confused why everyone else thinks he's the dumbest person. Eh, you know, uh, potato, potato, I suppose. Um, let's talk about Matt Walsh. Of course, Daily Wire. We know Matt. He's been on the program uh, several times. He's, uh, he's living in Nashville. Um, but, well, he was living in Nashville. But in Virginia, there's the Loudoun County situation going on where... Uh, he's been very tied into this uh, situation. He's watched it very closely. All the crazy stuff in the school board. And he decided he was going to go down there and do a little rally, get people pumped up, and then go in and speak at the school board meeting. Well, they changed the rule to stop him. And they said, you have to be a resident of Loudoun County to come uh, speak at this particular event. So he decided to do something about it. And he started with signing a lease in Virginia. (laughs) Uh, Tennessee blogger, podcaster says he's leasing a Loudoun County home in order to speak at a a meeting in front of the entire uh, Board of Education, Um, which is a lot of fun. He signed the lease. It was for a it was one dollar. He's paying for a basement apartment in Loudoun County. Um, And he tweeted out, uh, how do you do, fellow Virginians? (laughs) <laughs> which is, uh, it's great. So he got on the list and he actually, you know, he, that's his new home, I guess. I don't know if he's told his wife about that, but uh, they're, they're moving to Virginia. Um, people were excited to see him. They had the welcome home signs out uh, <laughs> and he had a great showing uh, for his speech um, and even got uh, some coverage from the local news. Watch. 
This is Matt Walsh. He tweeted, how do you do, fellow Virginians, after telling his over 672,000 Twitter followers about his new lease in the area? Walsh is a conservative blogger and podcaster who has been more vocal about the Loudoun County Schools transgender policy. He's also arguing that those with no children in the district should be able to decide what happens in LCPS because LCPS receives federal funding and he is an American taxpayer. We did ask around about this today, and I can tell you we did get some mixed reactions. <laughs> I feel that they're taking away voices that they don't want Wireless people to be heard. Talking like that. Um, and they're trying to silence someone who doesn't agree with them. I don't against you know anybody to attend. Well, maybe whatever portion is uh, <laughs> is federally funded, maybe they should be allowed to speak to that extent. I guess. Just by leasing a place. Uh, so they can testify. It's just not right. If you don't have a child in the county, why would you want to testify? Uh, look, local news is the worst. <laughs> I gotta say it. It's just like, uh, go, here's four people who are saying things about this thing. It's like I'm just scrolling a, uh, the comments of a Twitter feed. Ugh. Anyway, um, Matt did get to speak. His plan worked. He got in front of the uh, school board, and uh, here's what he had to say. I would thank you all for allowing me to speak to you tonight, but you tried not to allow it, yet here I am. Now, you only give us 60 seconds, so let me get to the point. You are all child abusers. You prey upon impressionable children and indoctrinate them into your insane ideological cult, a cult which holds many fanatical views, but none so deranged as the idea that boys are girls and girls are boys. By imposing this vile nonsense on students to the point even of forcing young girls to share locker rooms with boys, you deprive these kids of safety and privacy and something more fundamental too, which is truth. If education is not grounded in truth, then it is worthless. Worse, it is poison. You are poison. You are predators. I can see why you try to stop us from speaking. You know that your ideas are indefensible. You silence the opposing side because you have no argument. You can only hide under your beds like pathetic little gutless cowards hoping we shut up and go away. But we won't. I promise you that. Thank you for your time, and I'll talk to you again very, very soon. <laughs> now, I'm not sure which one was better, the disembodied voice of Matt Walsh or the feet that talked in the previous segment, but they both made really good points, didn't they? Uh, great. Uh, I mean, Matt has a way to get it under people's uh, skin, and it's important that people actually tell the truth, uh, which happens so rarely in our society. So good job, Matt. Back in a second. A lot of people say, hey, Stu, who are you? You're not an expert on anything. Oh, yeah? How about food? I mean, look at this. Food is something I do know something about. And a lot of times people will tell you, I have healthy food for you. You should eat that. And I say, go away. However, Uprising Food has healthy food, food that is you know, made by all, with all the best ingredients, and it actually tastes good. They've cracked the code on healthy bread. If you happen to be one of these people who's trying to cut down the carbs and everything, you are desperately wanting bread all the time. Uh, you can't find anything that tastes this good, that is this fresh, delivered right to your door. Uprising Foods, only two net carbs per serving, six grams of protein, nine grams of fiber. They cover paleo, keto, uh, low carb, high fiber, dairy free, uh, grain free, whatever you're doing, they have this all covered for you. Um, and Uprising has made prebiotic fiber uh, delicious. Now, I don't even know what that is. I, 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 maybe I've eaten it before. Who knows? I know I've eaten it in uh, Uprising food because that, I, but all I know when I eat that is that it tastes good. 
And that's really the only thing I care about. Uprising Food is offering uh, our listeners 10 bucks off the starter bundle. That includes two superfood cubes and four packs of Freedom Chips to try. These chips are really good. They're, they're like, uh, kind of like almost like bagel chips, except, you know, again, these things are healthy for you. Something good to eat and fresh and made with all the best ingredients. Go to uprisingfood.com slash stew. The discount will automatically be applied at checkout. U-P-R-I-S-I-N-G. Uprisingfood.com slash stew. Uprisingfood.com slash stew. You get 10 bucks off your first purchase of the starter bundle. Check it out now. Welcome back to the program. Um, if I could just quick note to the people in the control room, uh, we're just going to do, um, I need to have a couple of messages I need to cut here real quick just to send out. So we'll, I'll do them just live on the air. It's, it's, it's fine. We'll just take this. We'll edit it out. We'll send it out after this. So let me just start. Um, Joe Manchin, thank you. Thank you for holding the line in this important battle. Thank you so much for what you're doing right now. And you keep holding that line no matter what. If they won't give you rational spending levels on the reconciliation bill, you say not only no reconciliation bill, no bipartisan infrastructure bill. You can do this, Joe. We love you. Okay, just take that one there and then we do this. AOC, you hold that line, girl. You keep going. Don't you dare do anything. Keep your principles intact. And you tell those people, you tell a damn Joe Manchin that if he won't give you 3.5, no, $3.6 trillion, one dime less, you pull the plug on the bipartisan infrastructure bill. You get both of them down in flames. Send a message. Teach them a lesson, girl. You go, sister. Okay, now cut that. We'll send that to the AOC people. Thank you. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to get in the way. This is still going on. All this sort of fake theater and drama. Now, when I say it's theater and drama, it's because the end of this story, sadly, is we're going to be spending trillions and trillions of dollars. I hate to break this to you. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of your money being spent on a lot of nonsense. However, there is this somewhat real push and pull going on. This negotiation between the AOC wing of the party and the Joe Manchin wing of the party. The Joe Manchin wing of the party is like Joe Manchin. I don't know if that's a wing. It's more of a person. I guess Kirsten Cinema is in the wing as well. They're, they're, it's a very, very empty wing when you talk about people who don't want to spend all of your money tomorrow. But AOC and the left have some power in the House. Now, I don't believe AOC. I don't believe the squad. I don't believe that in the end they're going to turn down multiple trillions of dollars of spending just to send a message that we should have spent even more. I don't believe that's where they are in life. We have that going on. So Pelosi, who sucks, by the way, did I tell you that? Nancy Pelosi sucks. Pens.com back in stock once again. Uh, they've been out many times, but they are back now. You can get one at Nancy Pelosi sucks. Pen.com. And it is funny to see her try to to navigate this. She tried to have a vote for tomorrow that would have been on, I think, the infrastructure bill. Yes, the infrastructure bill is tomorrow. Uh, Now they're going to move that, it looks like, because they know they don't have the votes. Now, Nancy Pelosi, generally speaking, doesn't take votes unless she knows she's going to win. Uh, So she's pulled this vote knowing that she doesn't have this right now. If you go back and read, I think I've mentioned, I uh, read uh, the Bob Woodward book uh, this week. And in there, there's the same sort of fakey drama between AOC and Manchin about the $1.9 trillion they spent on the COVID relief plan, COVID relief plan uh, that started uh, Joe Biden's administration. And it was the same stuff. 
And it came down to Joe Manchin saying he didn't want to spend $400 a week on unemployment. He wanted to spend $300 a week. And eventually they gave him the $300 a week. They did some accounting tricks, moved the dates around. Everybody pretty much got what they wanted anyway. And Manchin was able to go back to his people in West Virginia and say, you know what? I think I fooled you again. Will you vote for me one more time? Let me tell you what a wonderful, wonderful moderate I am. Uh, He needs to have that in West Virginia to win elections. So he goes back and tells these same stories over and over again. But at the end of the day, the $1.9 trillion was spent. And I do expect eventually we'll get here. This might completely fall apart first. Would I be surprised that in two weeks this thing's still not passed? No, I wouldn't. they, They will go back and forth and they'll bring this up and eventually they'll come to some sort of agreement. And all of a sudden it'll be real again. Now, it may very well go through. I would not be surprised if it happens faster than that. But don't be shocked. On the other hand, what's interesting is Nancy Pelosi is at the same time having to navigate this debt this debt uh, ceiling crisis. Uh, and, you know, this happens every couple of years. We set the debt limit and we blow through it because we spend so much money. We spend ungodly amounts of money all the time and we bump into this debt ceiling. And usually whatever party is in power gets stuck with a vote, basically. That's how the politics play out. If you're in power, you're the one that has to take responsibility and you get the ads in the next campaign cycle and say, did you know Nancy Pelosi, who sucks, voted to uh, raise the debt ceiling by a trillion dollars? Isn't she bad? You should vote for somebody else. So that's kind of the game that gets played here. Uh, So right now, the Democrats are trying to get out of it. And they're saying, well, we don't want to we don't want to pass it on on a 50 vote uh, reconciliation bill because we want to spend trillions of dollars with that instead. And the Republicans are saying, well, it's your responsibility. You've got to control the government. You go do it. Now, if we get to what they're saying now is it's somewhere between Janet Yellen saying October 18th. It's probably a little later than that. You hit to a point where we could theoretically default on uh, our uh, on our uh, outstanding debt. And that would be really problematic to the country. Now, every other time we've avoided it. I I, I was very confidently saying we were going to get this done uh, recently. And then I thought to myself, no, you know what? The perfect thing to happen in this terrible sitcom we're in is that we actually do default this time. Wouldn't that just be perfect? You got the whole COVID thing going on. We start to rebound a little bit. People start to be able to go out to restaurants again. And then the entire economy will collapse. That just seems like what's going to happen. But this is on the Democrats. All they have to do is take a vote and pass it with Democrats. That's all they have to do. They're trying to get out of that responsibility. Uh, And of course, the media is siding with them, blaming Republicans every step of the way. We'll give you the details uh, as this kind of develops. It's going to become a big story, though, here in the next few weeks if they can't get this done. Back in a second. Okay, so here's what happened. An artist, a Danish artist, was given a contract to come up with a couple of pieces of art. This is a guy who's done uh, art around money before, like uh, he had did one in 2010 called An Average Danish Annual Income and An Average Austrian a- Annual Income back in 2007. And I guess, you know, he's making commentary on, I don't know, capitalism or who God only knows. So he gets this contract, he gets paid 80, he gets $84,000 in cash to use in the display. He's not getting paid this money. He's supposed to use it uh, in the display. And uh, he goes through and he decides to finish the painting and he sends it in. um, And here's what it looks like. Um, They're two blank pieces of canvas with nothing. He entitled the work 
take the money and run. <laughs> Which is a good idea, and I will say is the least scammy thing that's ever happened in the art world. So uh, there you go. Um, they're they're going to try to hold him to his contract. Um, I'm pretty sure the, uh, the, the, his name, the artist's name, translates directly to Hunter Biden. We're looking into that. By the way, you can get your Hunter Biden laptop case at HunterBidenLaptopCase.com. HunterBidenLaptopCase.com. We'll see you tomorrow.